radio station for broadcasts on um, Blog Talk Radio uh, later on today. Also, um, be advised that uh, church services is this Saturday is this uh, Sunday morning. Uh, be parking lot services as well at Antioch Baptist Church there in Tunnel Spring. We're Reverend Raylan Oliver is our pastor. Okay, we are coming from uh, Antioch Missionary Baptist Church, 45 Church Street, um, Peterman, Tunnel Springs, Alabama, 36471, uh, 251-564-2171. The church where everybody, somebody in crisis hey, is the head. Reverend William Oliver is our pastor, Sister Joyce Oliver is our first lady, and Sister Lisa Starwis is our clerk. We have a Sunday school lesson every Sunday. We broadcast it on um, Blog Talk Radio as well as on Facebook um, through uh, uh, the uh, Facebook Live as well as um, through uh, our new platform that we're working on uh, uh, now called uh, Speak Up and Speak Out Live on How Civil and Gospel Blog Talk Radio. Um, I want to read to you, you as before we get started, uh, some listeners was inquiring as to where to, to get the Sunday School book. If you need to get the Sunday School book in which we are, are teaching from, uh, you send your ad, it's uh, Faith Teachers Guide, P.O. Box uh, 70990, Nashville, Tennessee, 37. 207-0990 or, or you can go to the website uh, just get my glasses right here I'm using my magnifying glass uh, www.sspbnbc.com that's the Sunday School Publishing Board that's www.sspbnbc.com or you can request a Sunday School book from um, Faith Teacher's Guide, P.O. Box 70990, Nashville, Tennessee 37207-0990 That is the Faith Teacher's Guide Leadership Resource for Adult Bible Study. Our Sunday School lesson for today is March the 14th, 2021. Making Wise Choices. It's coming from Joshua, the 5th chapter, the 13th and the 15th verse, uh, 6, the 1st through the 5th verse, the 15th, uh, 16th, and 20th verse. Our subject uh, for today for March the 14th, as we turn the pages here, and we're about to begin. This is for the spring quarter for Unit 1, Faithful Prophets. Lesson number 2, March the 14th, 2021. Devotional reading comes from Hebrews, the 11th chapter, 23rd through 31st verse. Background scripture comes from Joshua, the 5th chapter, 13. Sixth chapter in the twenty seventh verse. Uh, let's go back uh, to our live broadcast. Uh, we are about to begin 
our live broadcast here. So we are going to uh, go live now to the uh, Sunday school lesson. Sunday school lesson for March the 14th. Making wise choices. All right. Again, lesson number two, March the 14th, 2021. Devotion readings is from Hebrews, 11th chapter, 23rd to 31st verse. The background scripture is Joshua, the 5th chapter, 13th um, through 6th, 6 through 27th. The print passage is from Joshua, the 5th chapter, 13 to 15th verse, 6, uh, 1 through 5, 15, 16 to 20th verse. Our key verse for today. Key verse for today. The Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given unto thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. Joshua 6, chapter, the second verse, King James verse. Making wise choices. All right, about this lesson. What about this lesson today that we are about to begin? Making wise choices. Lesson aim. As a result of experiencing this lesson, the participants should be able to do these things. Explain how Joshua acted obediently to the vision from God. Reflect on our inefficiencies when challenge overwhelms us. Commit to obeying God, especially in challenging times. Key words for today's lesson. Holy, it's a Hebrew word. Uh, apartness, sacredness. Jericho, it's a Hebrew word, Jericho, a city in Jordan Valley captured by Joshua. Joshua, Hebrew word as well. The Lord is salvation, Moses' successor. That's who Joshua is. That's what Joshua means. Joshua means the Lord is salvation. Uh, ram horn, uh, wind instrument, a uh, ram horn. And... Uh, so you're familiar with the story how uh, God told him what to do, how to bring down the walls of Jericho that was to go around him and blow the horn. All right. Why this lesson matters. In every area of life, people face choices. How do we discern what choices are best and organize our actions accordingly? Joshua, Joshua and the people of Israel chose to honor a covenant with God, obeying God's instruction perfectly. All right. The lesson in focus. Whether you realize it or not, you make thousands of choices, decisions in a day, including decisions about what you will or will not do, how you will do or do it, when, why, how long, and so forth. If we seriously consider the consequences of the choices we make, especially as believers, we will realize how important it is to make the wise decisions for the believer. It is a matter of consistent making choices that are within God's sovereign will. Even when we have a def definite awareness of his uniqueness will for our individual lives, there are times when we will properly use the following path. He has not made clear or when that appears to make no sense from our human perspective. At times like these, we must rely on what we know and have experienced about him and obey him in faith. Um, it is powerful for us to understand how God at times does things. 
And one of the things about God is that you have to be faithful with God. You have to serve God in faith. Serve God in faith. Um, and that is a key element to pleasing God. And you can't worship God without being faithful. The lesson in context. The book of Joshua is a record of Israel's incomplete conquest of Canaan, the land promised to them by God through Abraham. Uh, incomplete. In other words, they didn't do all God told them to do to conquer the land. So consequently, they had problems later. Most successors and military leaders is the principal character, but this book primarily emphasized the faithfulness of God to fulfill his covenant promise. Each recorded military victories <clears throat> is really God's because they learn through Joshua that faith in God and his word are more powerful than any military might. Joshua leads the second generation of the nations of Israel, descendants of those who died in the wilderness. Because of making unwise choices to disobey the rebel against God, as they've faced Jericho, the first obstacle to entering possession Canaan, Joshua made the wise choice of obeying God's unusual strategy for conquering the impregnable city. He did not understand how, but he chose to trust who would cause it to happen. He's talking about the instruction in which God gave Joshua how to bring down the impregnable walls of Jericho. All right. Let's look at insights. We are bombarded by the urgency of making a wide array of daily decisions. What to eat, what to buy, what to wear, job and career choices. Despite our free will, the critical situation is that every choice we make carries with consequences. Wrong choices related to our physical bodies can lead to poor health. Likewise, wrong choices can have negative effect on our emotional and mental health as well. Believers should seriously consider making wise choices because of the central, eternal nature of the consequences of occupying them. Wise choices for people, for God, uh, those that are in agreement with his will, whether fully understood or not, making the right choices when God's will is unclear requires surrendering to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Powerful words, powerful words about choice. All right, let's look at exploration. Invite your students, those of you that are listening now, recall how many choices they have to make before or after arriving at Sunday school. That's just like this lesson today. We made the choice to broadcast it on, uh, um, on this new platform of StreamYard. We also made the choice to record it at the same time for upload to Blog Talk Radio to be uh, broadcast later on today on Blog Talk Radio. We made the choice of how to set the mics and the things like that. It all is about choice. All right. Make a transition to the lesson by emphasizing the Christian need to prioritize making wise choices. This is especially true when one does not have complete clarity about the way God may direct 
things. Unpack the lesson content. Focus on Joshua's unquestioning obedience to this unusual instruction for getting past the walls of Jericho. As your students ask your students to suggest why he was able to do so, emphasize the need of having faith that trusts God without understanding God's plan. How many of you trust God without having a plan? Your plan. How many trust God and rely on God's plan for what he tells you to do? How many of you do that? Huh? Do you trust God? Trust God. All right. God without understanding his plan. The kind of faith is only possible when one life is totally committed to doing God's will. Challenge your students to intentionally seek to strengthen their relationship with God through prayers and the study and application of his word so that you, they will be able to consistently make choices that are consistent with his will for their lives. All right, we are about to begin the commentary on Joshua, the fifth chapter, 13 to 15 verse. Let us go to the throne. Our Father and Savior, Jesus Christ, thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to teach that word. Thank you for the new platform that is alive us to use to teach the lesson today on called StreamYard. Thank you, Jesus. Be with us and guide us. These are many blessings we ask in our Son, Jesus' name. Amen. All right. This is the King James Version. Uh, and it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversary? There is somebody he sees, and he asks him, is you, Are you for us? Are you for the uh, the enemy? How about that? Whenever you're in a situation and you see somebody come and you're about to deal with it and there's somebody there present and you, and you ask them, are you for me? Are you against me? Are you for me? Are you for my enemies? All right. And he said, nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, I am now come. And Joshua fell on his face out to the earth and did worship and said unto him, what saith thou the Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoes from off thy feet, for this place where thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Look what Joshua did when he realized that the man that he saw with the sword was from God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Look at that. He was from God. All right, the commander of the Lord army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you stand is holy ground. And Joshua did so. You remember somebody else did that? You remember Moses was standing on holy ground. And he said, Take off your shoes, you're standing on holy ground. In the presence of God, you're standing on holy ground. Joshua, Israel's leader and military commander, has successfully led the crossing of the Jordan River into Canaan. As a military leader, his change was to lead the conquest and possession of, of this land that God had given them as an inheritance. Joshua had been assured that God was with him and would give him successful if he faithfully obeyed his word. See Joshua, the first chapter, verses 1 through 9. Israel had also agreed to obey all that he commanded and to kill any who refused to obey him, verses 16 through 18. They now faced the city of Jericho, the first major obstacle to their military campaign to dispose the inhabitants of Canaan. 
The section of the text opens with Joshua conducting a personal survey of Jericho. His strategy is interrupted by the appearance of a man with a drawn sword. That's in verse 13. Like a well-trained central of guard duty, Joshua challenged the man to identify himself as either friend or foe. The man responded that he had come as the commander of the army of the Lord. Verse 14, Joshua was the human commander of Israel's army, but he was now in the presence of the true commanding chief, the Lord himself. Look at that. This unexpected appearance was a theory, a pre-incarnated appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. His appearance at this critical time revealed that those who commit themselves to doing God's will are assured that he will show up and make his presence known to encourage and strengthen us just when it is needed most. The message of the drawn sword is also significant. It signifies that God would fight for Joshua and his people. Centuries later, centuries later another Israel leader would be specifically told that he battle that he faced was the Lord and was not there. See Second Chronicles 20. Believers who wisely choose to stay in his will have his assurance today. One thing is for sure, while you're studying the lesson, when I give you scripture, you make a note if, if it so gives you the will to do so, God gives you the will to do so, to study it. Make sure that you understand that God's word is the true word. And that you are to follow his word. You are to read his word and follow his instruction. Joshua, discerning that he was in God's presence, prostrated himself in a position of worship and requested guidance. All right. He laid down himself in front of the uh, God and gave his, uh, his uh, homage to, to God. The angel of the Lord did not refuse Joshua's worship, instructed Joshua to remove his sandals because he was standing on holy ground. The only fitting response to God's presence is worship. However, approaching God's holiness is never to be done frivolously or taken lightly. Joshua's sandals symbolize the condemnation of the world that must be removed before God will accept worship. Uh, the impurity of human being and the things that we are, what we wear, our clothes, and what we have on you must be purified in order to be in the presence of God. All right, Joshua Samuel symbolized the condemnation, contamination of the world that must be removed before God will accept worship. Joshua wisely chose to focus on the task beforehand, humble himself in God's presence. <clears throat> humble himself in God's presence and worship and reverent obedience. These actions position him to receive the power and protection of the supreme commander and the assurance of victory. The community of faith, both collectively and individually, can expect the same assurance by following Joshua's example. All right, let us continue. An adult question for you. How does Joshua's encounter with God compare with that of Moses at the burning bush? What spiritual lesson does the text teach us? In the presence of God, the ground is holy. Remember, 
Moses, take your shoes off. You're standing on holy ground. Burning bush that wouldn't go out. That's what got Moses' attention. That's what God was trying to instruct him about, bringing his people out of Egypt. All right. Another question for you. How might the outcome of the battle of Jericho have unfolded if Joshua had refused to surrender to the commanders of the Lord's army? Look at that. How might it have come out if he had not listened to God's words? All right. Let's go to Joshua, the sixth chapter, verses 1 through 5. Let us begin. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given unto thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall come past the city, all you men of the war, go around about the city once. Thus shalt, shalt thou do six days, go around the city once every day. Do that in continually for six days. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram horns. And the seventh day ye shall come past the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpet. He gave clear instructions about what they were supposed to do, how to bring down that mighty wall, the impregnable wall of Jericho. And it came to pass that when they made the last blast with the ram horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight forth before him. Clear instruction from God in an unusual way how to bring down the impregnable wall of Jericho. Oh, look at that. The awesome power of God, how sound broke down the wall, the mighty sounds of the trumpet and their shout. And the reason why it was done, it was done through the power, power of God. That's how it got brought down that big wall. All right. <clears throat> when you hear this sound, a long blast on the trumpet, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse, and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Look at that. <laughs> Look at God bringing down the walls of Jericho with trumpets and a shout, and going around it, following his instruction of how many days to go around the wall, around the city. Real worship is always followed by real service. Joshua worship was followed by a detailed instruction from the commander-in-chief regarding how Israel would proceed to overthrow Jer Jericho. This great city would fall, but in a very unusual manner. The city was securely shut up from a military perspective. That's in verse 1. In another sense, Jericho was also shut up spiritually by its own refusal to be swayed by the message of God's deeds through Israel's exodus from Israel, from Egypt. Thus Jericho became a significant barrier to Israel's possession of Canaan. Physically, Jericho, dual walls and prominent location on a hill made it seemingly impossible to overthrow, especially since Israel's army would have to struggle uphill to fight against it. God did not leave it to Jericho, to Joshua, to decide how to conquer the city. God did not leave it up to Joshua to decide how to conquer the city. When you put something in God's hand, trust God, believe in him, have faith, 
and let him do the job you ask him to do. He has ways of doing things that we cannot even imagine. All right. After reminding Joshua again that he had already given them the city, verse 2, God provided a detailed battle strategy. A detailed battle strategy. God has a battle strategy for you as well. God instructed Joshua to have Israel's army, armed men, seven priests with trumpets, seven priests bearing the ark, and the people to march around the city once a day for six days. Once a day for six days. One, two, three, four, five, six. On the seventh day, they would so march around the city seven times. When they finished on this day, the priests were to blow their trumpets and the people were to shout, upon which God promised that the walls would fall. Why did God employ such an odd method of waging war against the enemy? God has a plan. When you ask him to do something, he has a plan. All right? First of all, God is sovereign. He accomplishes his will using any means or method that pleases him. God's strategy at Jericho was designed to show his grace and faithfulness to fulfill his covenant promise. The people would learn that without God's presence and guidance, they would, would they could win no battles. Without God's presence and guidance, they couldn't win a single battle. You need to follow God's plans in your life, too, as well. The people would learn that without God's presence and guidance, they could win no battles. They could do nothing. Israel's victory was not so much in the marching, blowing of the trumpet, and shouting as it was in the people's choice to obey God's instruction. Unquestionably, Joshua felt no need to challenge Debate or second-guess God's instruction. The result speaks for themselves. Joshua and the people received and believed God's instruction by faith, chose to obey them. God does not require that we always understand his will. What he does require, what he does require, listeners and watchers, is that we obey his command. We obey his command. <laughs> Commands, even if they appear to be unclear, are unreasonable from our perspective. God's ways are not ours. His understanding is much higher than ours. Why does God call us to follow direction we may not fully understand? It's about faith, I believe. It's about faith. It's about trust. It's about believing in God. Okay, another question for you. Discuss a time when your obedience to God ended with success, even when it seemed questionable or unlikely to work. You know that personally. When in your life there is something occurred and God was right there with you. <laughs> you didn't seem to know, understand how it's going to come out, but God would, and you were faithful and obeying God. Okay, let's go to the next outline. This is Joshua, the sixth chapter. 15 and 16, and the 20th verse. All right, let us begin. And it came to pass that on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day, early in the morning, and compassed the city after the same manner seven times, and on that day they compassed the city seven times. No other time, it was six days, and it do six times. Now it is seventh day, all right? 
is on the seventh day, they would march around the city seven times, whereas before they would march around the place six times. How about that? And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priests blew with the trumpet, Joshua said unto his people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sounds of the trumpet, and the people shouted with great shout, that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into every city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Look at God. Look at God. I have the need to read this again from the new IV version so that you clearly understand it. I know you understand it already. But on the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and the sounds of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. Look at the awesome power of God. All right, as we close in on the end of the lesson, Joshua 6 details the defeat of Jericho, the first obstacle to their entering and possessing Canaan. God's battle plan was flawlessly executed by Joshua, the people. Day 7 arrived and the people encircled the city not once but seven times as instructed. And verse 15, as the seventh time around, the priest blew the trumpet and Joshua issued the command for the people to shout. You can see that in verse 16. Shouting was their final test of obedience, and God used it as his weapon to bring down the wall. It is about faith and obedience. Faith and obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Remember that in God's word. Obedience is better than sacrifice. All right. Okay, shouting was their final test of obedience, and God used it as a weapon to bring down Jericho's wall. Their unquestionable obedience secured the victory. Now the people could enter and take the city as he had promised. In verse 20, two things can be cited about the people's obedience. Number one, their faith to believe God without fully understanding instruction. Let's read that again. Hear this well. Number one, their faith to believe God without fully understanding his instruction. Obedience. All right. Number two, Moses admonished this new generation to follow the path of total obedience to God if they expected to be blessed. Total obedience. That's what you need in order to to be blessed by God. Total obedience. Do what he say. Do what he says. Hear me. Do what he says. If they chose to disobey, they would suffer the same consequences their ancestors had because of their disobedience in the wilderness. Remember that? Remember that in the wilderness? How they were backbiting and fussing and going on and God kept them in the desert and destroyed every one of them that was disobedient to God and mumbling and grumbling. 
At this time, it is apparent that they learned this lesson. Another valuable lesson this experience taught them was the benevolence of God's grace toward those who obey him. Jericho was a gift to them, illustrating the blessings that were in store if they continued to follow the path of submissive obedience. Our Lord did not ask us to perform noteworthy deeds to prove our love and loyalty to him. Listen, our Lord did not ask us to perform noteworthy deeds to prove our love and loyalty to him. He instructed that obedience to his commandments was the only visible proof. Victorious living is assured for all who accept him as Lord and Savior and chose the path of obedience. Look at that. Mm. All right. What was Christ's purpose for making obedience a proof of our love for him? Faith and obedience. Look at that. It means that you love him, you will do what he says he tells you to do. All right. Israel won the battle of Jericho because Joshua and the people trusted God. What lesson does that the story teach about approaching life's battle? <laughs> Trust God. Trust God. Have faith. Believe in him. Even though you don't fully understand it at first, but trust God. All right. All right. Next week's lesson. We hope that you will um, uh, get ready for next week's lesson. Obeying God without question is a difficult challenge, especially when what he asks us to do seems to be outside the ordinary. Recalling his past works as our behalf and and. Uh, internalizing the promises of his present power and protection will enable us to obey his command a direction of faith without having to completely understand it. Look back over your life and think about how God had brought you through situations. Think about it. When you end down and you're in, 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 in a low state of mind or whatever, you need to encourage yourself. Think about God, how God had brought you through before. Think about how God has brought you through situations before. Think about it. Yeah, that'll give you power to go on. As the song says, you encourage yourself by remembering how God has blessed you and brought you through before. All right. Uh, you will encounter many battles in life. Many battles. As you offer your inadequacy, remember that God never meant for you to go into battle alone. He's always with you. He is always with you, right there by your side. Whatever you ask him to do, he's going to be with you. Ask in faith. Ask in faith and be faithful. God, and fully commit yourself to humanly and obedience to God. Humility and obedience to God. Joshua, follow God's instructions. You should follow God's instructions as well. Whatever you encounter in this world, know that God has a perfect plan. He's got a perfect plan. No fault in it. No fight in it at all. I say no schism. That's the word of division in his word. There's no vision in his word. All right, let's look at next week's lesson. For Sunday, March the 21st, 2021, it is seeking wisdom for the future. Seeking wisdom for the future. Do we not really need wisdom today? Do we need wisdom for the devotion reading is Psalms 25, verses 1 through 10. The background scripture is 2 Kings, the 22nd. And the printed text 
at 2 Kings, the 22nd chapter, 14th through 21st. Our closing prayer for today. Dear God, forgive us when we attempt to try to make sense of things before choosing to obey your will. Help us to continue to grow spiritually so that our obedience will be immediate and unquestioning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Obey God, even though you don't fully understand. Obey Him. All right. For next week's lesson, Monday, March the 15th, that's Psalms 25th chapter, verses 1 through 10. Tuesday, March the 16th, that'll be Hebrews, the 4th chapter, verses 1 through 11. On Wednesday, March the 17th, uh, that'll be Deuteronomy, the 29th chapter, verses 1 through 6. On Thursday, March the 18th, that'll be 2 Kings, the 22nd chapter, verses 1 through 7. Then on Friday, March the 19th, 2 Kings, the 22nd chapter, verses 8 through 13. Then on Saturday, March the 20th, 2 Kings, the 23rd chapter, verses 1 through 3. Then on Sunday, March the 21st, the Sunday school lesson, Hooter confirms coming judgment, Joshua is spared. That will be coming from 2 Kings, the 22nd chapter, verses 14 through 20. Next week's lesson, March the 21st, Seeking Wisdom for the Future. On behalf of all of us here at Antioch Baptist Church, where Reverend William Olive is our pastor, Sister Joyce Olive, our first lady, and Sister Lisa Starvis, our clerk, I'm the Sunday school teacher. Thank you all for listening. We thank all of the deacons and all of those that we petitioned in service today. At 8.30, it's to be a parking lot service. We hope that you will make it your business to participate in God's Word and worship where you can, wherever you can, however you can, at home, at the church, in the parking lot, wherever it is. The church is in your heart, and how you worship is between you and God, but by all means, obey and worship God, your Savior and Creator. On behalf of all of us here at Antioch Baptist Church, we thank you, and we will see you, and I hear you. Hope you hear us next week on March the 21st, for the Sunday School lesson. On behalf of, behalf of all of us here at Antioch Number One Baptist Church in Tunnel Spring, thank you, God bless you, and have a great Sunday. Remember to be safe. Do what you need to do to stay safe from the COVID-19. Get your shots if you have the will to do so. Please do so. Ask God, and he shall make it come to pass. Whatever you want, ask him in faith and continue to ask him. Again, thank you. And continue to pray for all of your brothers and sisters in love and share and carry. All right. Take care. See y'all next time on House of Broken Gospel, Blog Talk Radio. All right.